skip myself today. You got a fast song. I want to skip it anyway. Might as well skip. Might as well skip. Go on to skip. Might as well skip. All right, welcome everybody to the Skippables Podcast, the show where we listen to the world's best bands. We find their worst songs. I'm your host, Gio Chumpatazzi, and I am back with my co-host, Josh Lopez. What's up, Josh? Rev it up, woo. <laughs> it's on some up, off, off the Zans, dude. What's up, Josh? <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck. I barely woke up right now. I forgot <laughs> that we were recording today. What's up? What's up, dude? Glad to be here in the uh, post-punk post-COVID world that we live in, right? I mean, I, I, I feel almost like inoculated in, in, yeah. in a way. Like I, I, I took some type of post-punk vaccine. I feel very post in general, like, you know, very inspired, you know, like yes. there is an air of change all around us, you know, so much all the way down to the host lineup. Yeah, speaking, speaking of change, we got to switch up. You know, Leon is is, is taking a quick vacation um, unable to make it for this episode, although he really enjoys Black Marble from what I remember. Um, yeah. Couldn't make it, but we I was have to say it's it's one of his like what ten vacations a year. Like he's yeah, he's he, he's loaded. He takes it easy, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a sugar daddy out there somewhere. He's the one percenter out of yeah. us. <laughs> but yes, we have a wonderful special co-host um, coming in. Uh, for an assist. Thank you so much, Sarah Snyder. Sarah, you've been a previous guest, but um, of course, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back on. I hope I can do Leon justice today. <laughs> I, does he deserve I, it? I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't listen to this and shake his head in disappointment. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't think we're going to worry about it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I, I didn't a lot know of shakes he... of disappointment from Leon. I didn't know he he really liked Black Marble, so well, well he still I, wants to be my friend after this. <laughs> I really liked Black Marble too, so it's not like you know we liked it together. And I think that if if he's gonna you know be angry at your opinion, you know he's gonna have to go through me first, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I, we we cut it up That's a little bit before, friendship. yeah. <laughs> and I, I think we're all, all in a similar little wavelength. But I want to introduce our special guest who introduced Black Marble to the podcast. Welcome, Ed, Ed Villanueva, but um, you know him as Ed from the Osaka Milk Bar, the host with the most in Fontana. What's going on? Ed? Hey, howdy. How are y'all doing? Ed? Good. How are you, man? Hope you all. You hope what? I hope you all guys are all warm right now. You look cozy with all your sweaters on right now. Well, thank you. I mean, I feel great. Uh, I can't tell exactly what you're wearing right now. You don't have your webcam on, but Just I'd like to imagine. Oh, oh, let's hear the reveal. Yeah, what is it? Just imagine like I'm wearing like a pimp suit, like it's purple. Ooh, and I have like a feather fedora nice, on. Nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kicking back. By Bell the bottoms all wet at the bottom from the rain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on, Ed. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank, thank you for having me. You are operating one of the hottest... DIY venues in the IE right now, uh, oh the Osaka Milk Bar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna unhype it. Okay, this is this is the hype train. Everybody, hop on. 
It, it's it's already steaming pretty heavy, and I think you're gonna hear the the train hoot a couple times during this episode, everybody. Oh yeah, it's gonna <laughs> hoot all right. <laughs> I, I've been to a few of your shows over there in Fontana, and it's fantastic. Um, the type of like people that you come like you get to go and vend there. It's a revolving door of just like really great artists and like food people and stickers and like micheladas and you know like it's mm-hmm. it's it's a really cool vibe that you set up there. I really enjoy it there, man. Yeah, speaking of cozy, seriously, it's a great vibe. Yeah, I've only been to one Osaka Milk Bar show, but honestly, it was like we were talking about post world stuff, you know, like this is the first like DIY sort of venue I've seen since the pandemic hit where I was like, yes, the vibe is back. Yes. Yeah. Well, I feel like I have to add to that. It was super, super cute. And honestly, by the name, like I thought it was like I, I thought it was like a legit like bar or something so when we pulled up and it was like your your house and like your cute little backyard and everything i was so surprised i love the name and then there was a dog when uh i i saw osaka milk bar i pictured more of a kind of clockwork orange vibe but uh Mm -hmm. no it's actually a lot more welcoming a lot more friendly very much so no no beating with canes uh, unless you really deserve it right (laughs) But uh, yeah, if, if you're in the IE in so- SoCal and um, you have a chance, m- make a trip out there. I'm not sure how many shows are happening uh, in the future. You just had like your one year anniversary. So, oh, yeah, um, I got I got a bigger one um, planned for April. Oh, we're, we're going, going all out. Everybody. Yes. OK, here first get get stoked, everybody. Um, <laughs> get your presale tickets, whatever that works. Uh, but <laughs> start, at, start asking a punk now, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> DM, DM for the Addy, man. That's you. Yes, yes, DM yeah, it now, <laughs> man. So okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the band that you decided to pick for this episode, Black Marble. How did you uh, come across them? Was this like as you were like I guess like I was probably like what in my early twenties when this came out? So was this kind of the same time for you? Ed? Yeah. Yeah, that was. I think I was like 25. Honestly, I'm 31 right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Same. I, I have a funny story how I came across them. I was. Uh, I got really into the movie Drive, and I was. Uh, I was looking up soundtrack for that movie, and someone made someone curated this uh, playlist on Spotify. The first track, one of the tracks on there was Black Marble MSQ. I was like, man, this song's a banger, man. I want to get more. Of some. I want to get more of this. That's a. Uh, that's my world. Dang. So Ryan Gosling led you. Ryan Gosling led no me. No idea me. that it was something in that movie. about you. <laughs> it I wasn't in the cool. movie. It was just a guy. Oh, like, this sounds like it will be in the movie. Yeah, this uh, he just made a synth wave playlist, basically. That's cool. That's really cool. That's 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 honestly pretty um, random to find Black Marble through <laughs> yeah. a, in being interested in the soundtrack to Drive. I kind of like that. That is pretty funny. If you like Gosling, you might also enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Black Marble is like one guy or is it two people? It's it's one guy. It's uh, Chris Stewart. But um, yeah, he has um, a couple of revolving friends that go in. But uh, it's mostly Ty Koob, I think is how you pronounce mm-hmm. it, is like the main other guy when they play when they play live. Okay, but as far as I could tell, Ed, maybe you know uh, as well. But like Chris Stewart is everything as far as like the recordings go, yeah, and even, like cr- creative control. Yeah, even the even like the mixing too. Like he has full con- con- uh, creative control 
Okay, yeah. Really? Okay, that's interesting. So you found this one song, and it was like, it changed your life, right? Or you're like, I have to hear more. And so you like, are you like a super fan? Did you like evolve into being like somebody that really, really fucks with them? Or is it just kind of like, you found their singles and were like, all right, this is cool. I'm kind of into it, but you know. Oh man, you don't even know. You don't (laughs) even know. (laughs) Uh, I got in one, I got into them. um, He blew me away because like, I didn't know one person could do so many, like so much. So I was like, you know what? I kind of want to make this my personality for a while. So I ended up starting a whole, like, I end up spending all my money on a bunch of synthesizers, like an NPC, learn how to do MIDI, all this oh, yeah. nerd shit. Cool. And, um, I started a uh, post-tropic, um, my earlier, like, cold wave band based on that whole idea of just, like, MIDI control synthesizers. Cool, dude. Yeah. And then, really... um, yeah, I just followed Black Marble. Like, it's one of the bigger bands for me. For sure. have, you seen them, uh, have you seen them live? I've seen them like five times already. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. I actually, I actually got the privilege of chatting him up too, like learn his process and who he is as a person as well. Was he How did, nice? He's, he, he's, he's all right. He's a guy. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> no, he's interviews pretty- and stuff. I was, I was getting a little tinge of like dickishness. Did yeah, you no, he's. That? He's pretentious. He's pretty nice. pretentious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Most geniuses are. That's yeah. the way it goes. <laughs> he, know, he knows exactly what he has and what he's doing. Just leave it at that. <laughs> I will yeah. say, yeah, there is something very methodical, very like, I mean, maybe he's using the same like just synthesizers in general because like it's very consistently the same tone yeah. throughout like all of the mm-hmm. recording. And yeah, like you said, Josh, like there is like a certain way that it sounds like even to like the mixing and like mastering level that like just feels like it's, you know, one person's vision of what he thinks his band should sound like. And yeah, it definitely he's executing. He's definitely yeah, executing. That, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's got his vibe down to a, a V. Yeah, yeah, it's a capital V on that vibe. Absolutely. Kinda, go- <laughs> uh, What's that, sir? I was just going to say it's kind of nice because it's it sounds like really like well produced and he's got his sound down like so perfectly. But then like, I feel like when it comes to the vocals and everything, it feels like very like intimate and like very like homemade, you know, so very do it yourself. And I feel like that's kind of refreshing compared to a lot of the overproduced, like inorganic types of music that you hear. So it is very like relaxing music. When did you find them? Sarah, when, when was like your first encounter with Black Marble? Well, I thought this was actually the first encounter, but I guess I'd heard them a little while back. Like I got YouTube music or something and based off of some of the songs I'd been listening to at the time, like they would be added into the like playlist or the mix, I guess. But I never added them to my playlist. So I I don't know. I mean, the sound is really nice. Just... Interesting. So like they're just like a recommended band. that's how you find them yeah that's the only way you can find them is like working your algorithm yeah (laughs) is is he like a hacker did he figure out a way to like (laughs) hack youtube and hack spotify maybe dude he knows all that midi stuff that stuff's crazy dude yeah Yeah, just plug like a din into your laptop again untouchable fucking mega man type shit dude that's so god yeah okay so me and leon for sure had like a black marble like i think when their first record came out 
It was like it was in the you know like the pitchfork on like the blogosphere like music side of things. So like when it came out, like we were aware of it and we're into it. This was like it hit us perfectly at a time where we like were into like post punk and like I think like Leon was getting into like um, working for Dark Entries, which is like a you know like dark wave like record label, and they're doing a lot of like reissues of stuff. So yeah, it just felt like they were like Black Marble itself was kind of like on the same wave as that and so we had a chance to see them at like a club in like uh like on the mission and they were great like this is like right after their first album came out so they played pretty much the entire first record and it was awesome i made out with like a 29 year old botanist <laughs> from oakland oh yeah Jim. i mean it was great it was fantastic send me no flowers yeah i know the next day she was like you're too young for me i'm so sorry that was a mistake and i was like oh yeah you're right i'm like 21. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean like i didn't really follow up though it was just kind of like i listened to their first record i think i was still like aware when their second one came out and might have like heard it once but i just like completely forgot about them afterwards because i think like that era of my life was kind of short-lived and i like got really into like buffy the vampire slayer and like podcasts and i just like stopped listening to music a lot mm -hmm. so like the late teens i like there's a big blank space for me when it comes to like indie like modern music you know somehow that makes a lot of sense looking back at black marble now i had no exposure besides the song private show prior to this and similar to you i never like followed up at all with like any thing with them but um i feel like it seems like a natural thing that chris stewart would want where you're really into music and you get to this point where you find a band like black marble and then you just get into podcasts and yeah. then you just stop <laughs> listening to music not into like, it all right anymore. yeah <laughs> um i mean how did you find private show josh uh, our mutual friend and uh, ex-band member Miko Miko sent it to me forever. Oh, ago. yeah, dude, yeah. shout out Miko. Okay, yeah, we got to get Miko on the pod, dude. Yeah, Miko's coming on ASAP. He's he, we booked him. We're booking yeah. him right now. Um, I'll do. <laughs> yeah, fucking... hold on. Let me text. Can we go to break? I got to text. Mi Miko's <laughs> band should play fucking Osaka Milk Bar. Do you think Gape would be great? What's yeah. the What's the name of the band? Gape. 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 Shout yeah yeah shout out to uh the punker fools gente uh previously Past guest, guest. strokes he's a singer yeah. i'm throwing a punk show too that's what's coming out tell them dm me oh Snizzle. absolutely okay. dude we'll, yeah they're we'll, great we'll connect on pod yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh we'll have connections everybody yeah miko sent that song to me and i think we might have just been trading music for a quick sec and uh i never looked deeper into black marble and i didn't realize that it was them until I was watching the video for Private Show. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Which, and there, which I, again, it was the video that I was like, oh, wait, I've totally seen this. So the songs and everything, I feel like, again, sound super similar across the discography. That's hard. You, you got to be Sherlock Holmes to pick these out of a lineup, dude. This is this is hard listening because, yeah, it's it's tough. Like when they have a lot of songs that just flow into the you know each other i i was talking to leon and like you know this is why he's the pro he called me out of my bullshit. he was like you know you're always talking shit about bands that don't sound consistent and yet you have like a band that sounds like so consistent you know like black marble like is black marble like there's there's the the sound that he's created is like unique in the way that he's created it right like it may sound like the genre but like at least like it's 
it's original music, right? You guys oh, think man. we should get into the quiz? Let's do the quiz. Hell yeah. Yeah. Josh. Okay. Uh, but just for the listener, uh, we listened to uh, the entire Black Marble discography. That's a, a different arrangement. It's immaterial, bigger than life, and fast idol. And I also dug into the EPs. EPs too. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't write the names down, but there's two, correct? Um, Wait Against the Door. Wait the, Against the Door. And uh, I Must Be Living Twice. Yeah. Right? Something or like Living that. Twice. Yeah. Which are just but, covers. Oh, that's just covers. Oh, that is just. Yeah. I was like, this sounds I'm similar. <laughs> is this Africa? But <laughs> <I don't... laughs> oh no! Dang, taking a page out of Rivers notebook, dude. I know. Cover he off. just ripped them off, dude. He was faking that funk as well. <laughs> he was faking the post, dude. Uh, posering the post. Uh, number one, according to Chris Stewart, what band influenced Black Marvel's bass sound the most? A, New Order, B, Television Personalities, or C, Beat Happening? Uh, TV Personalities. I'd say uh, New Order. I'm going to say B. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a pro here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Leave it up to fate. And uh, Ed, Ed uh, which one did you say? Uh, New Order. I actually know the answer to this dead on because I'm a nerd <laughs> like that. Damn, <laughs> guys. It's New Order. Um... Yeah. He said that he just loved the way that uh, he felt like their sound engineer and the way that they approached bass recording was mm-hmm. like going to be a lot more hands on than any other producer who's like classically trained would be able to do you know like you get in the stew no one's gonna tell you to turn one knob like all the way to the left and like mess with the settings you know so yeah ed that is number one uh number two what field did chris stewart work in prior to devoting his time entirely to music is that a architecture b gallery curation or c advertising Ooh, advertising I'm like, Ed, you want to go first? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with architecture. Why not? Advertising for me too. It was advertising. He said mostly uh, with that experience in advertising, he, in advertising, he feels like he's been able to build up some strong muscles against getting ripped off in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a interesting Ed. Just built up that tough skin, man. Right. <laughs> you get knocked down. Uh, what is the name of the girl on the cover of the Black Marble album? It's immaterial. Oh. Is it A, Haley, B, Violet, or C, Mallory? Okay, I pick C for Mallory. Mallory. I'm going to Violet. She looks like a Violet. Can I get extra points of the name of band she's into? Oh wow, Ed's finishing wow. my questions <laughs> extra for me. Points. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the extra point, even though you're uh, already yeah. on your way to an A plus. <laughs> Her name's Haley, and she's from Automatic. Yes, she is. Okay. Dang. All right. Uh, remember, yeah, I said Haley. I was going to give you another point. Sorry, I got to keep it. You're you're wiping the floor <laughs> with these guys. Damn. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, Haley Saxon Gaines, and she uh, sings and plays bass for Automatic, the band Automatic. Mm-hmm. All right, number four. According to Chris Stewart, which Kenny Loggins songs, which Kenny Loggins song really makes him want to dance? Is it A. Footloose, B. No Looking Back, or C. Danger Zone? Danger Zone. I'm also going with Danger Zone. Although Footloose does fucking rip. 
I actually have no idea what the hell that any of those songs are, except for what? Footloose. So I'm going to just go with Footloose. Guys, freaking call Tom Cruise because, yes. of course, it's Danger Zone. Yes. <laughs> I just thought Danger Zone sounded the most edgy. So that's <laughs> what I went with. I've never heard the song. I'm not familiar with the track. I don't like Danger. Wait, that's, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, you're on your into the danger. Oh, I, I know that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's like a huge Top Gun fan, and he says that um, it just like always made him want to dance and get up. He loves he's the vibe. So, he's such a boomer. I know. Dude, <laughs> such a lowercase V on that vibe. Dude. Uh, number five. What song off of Fast Idol is Chris Stewart most proud of? A. Royal Walls. B. Streetlight. Or C. Preoccupation. I'm gonna say Royal Walls. I'm gonna say Preoccupation. I'm going to say streetlights. <laughs> nice. Guys. Just even it up. <laughs> it's streetlights. Yes, finally. He said <laughs> I got that. A point. <laughs> <laughs> that you're, you're two in. You're two in. Yeah, he said that he just felt like he was able to accomplish what he feels like his ideal black marble song is and uh, according to him he always wants to take the listener on a journey that by the end you feel completely different than where you were at the beginning uh mm. whether or not this is accomplished will cut up but i mean yeah. i think he does it i just think that the emotions are are different than you expected <laughs> tired yeah fed <laughs> <laughs> up all right, uh, number six. What musician does Chris Stewart say he would like to collaborate with? A. A. G. Cook, B. Ella Minus, or C. One Hundred Gex. Damn. I I don't know the first two for sure, but I, I'll I'll say L M Minus. Is that what you said? A- Ella Minus. Ella Minus. I'll do Ella Minus. Ella. I picked number three, my lord. <laughs> the one with Gex at the end. I'm, I'm going to say 100 Gex as well, because that'll be fucking wild to see in Black Marvel 100 Gex. Could you imagine that shit? Guys, <laughs> I don't know. While I, uh, I can imagine the Gex would be on the loose, he actually wants to work with A.G. Cook, who I had no idea who that person was. Nope. Turns out they're responsible for, they're the creative director for Charlie XCX and like took the, uh, took a lot of the like, uh, album photos and stuff like that. So like, this is a person that's like controlling modern pop music you know or like like a producer who has huge influence right now and it just kind of blew my mind that it's like there's tons of people behind the personas that we see you know yeah that are like influencing the youth and the culture that like who the hell is ag cook shout out a beyonce song yeah shout out ag cook dude AG. <laughs> we're ad ag yeah dude all right, uh, guys, did anyone get that? I don't think so, no. Okay, uh, last question. Up until Chris Stewart uh, moved to LA, he was frequently joined by his friend Ty Koob on stage during Black Marble performances. What is the only other band that Ty was involved in, according to Discogs? A, Team Robespierre, B, Truman Peyote, or C, Ingraham Bergen? Truman Peyote. That's some like Hillary Chilton type shit, dude. Uh, Robespierre. 
Um, I'm gonna go see. Guys, Robespierre, Team Robespierre. They were a punk band uh, from NYC. <laughs> um, but what was it with that era where people were just doing Hillary Chilton type uh, Peter Pants? Freaking, mm-hmm. you know, that was a whole genre. I think I yes. Should we po- bring it? Pocahaunted. Back? Shout out. Pocahaunted. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> peyote. That yeah. Uh, Pocahaunted was um was was the uh, that um beach girl like the, the duo Bob Bruno and uh it was like a duo. A, what's her name? You're not ringing any anything. bells. We gotta get. We gotta call Leon. Yeah, call Leon on that one. Whatever her name yes, is. Yes, don't Google it. Call Leon. Not not looking this are. up at all, dude. Yeah. But yeah, there's. I mean, the cutesy band name thing. I think has lived its its life. It's over. It, it was short lived. I'm glad because like the ironic, like funny, goofy band name thing is like after the fourth time you hear it, you're like, okay, I I'm sick of this. Yeah. I have no Chilton. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that leaves Ed as our winner. And guys, I'm going to give him the extra point. Whoa. (laughs) Damn. You deserve it. Completely destroyed you guys. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Good job, Ed. Thank you. I'm really trying over here. I mean, it didn't like, I mean, being a super fan really works out in, in, in the quiz area, but let's take a quick break. I can't believe you recorded that To be received by your crowd You trip me up because you're skippable I skip you now Alright, we're back. Great break. Now we're getting to the very serious part of the episode. This is the Skippy Awards. This is something we give out to all of the bands that we do. These are notable songs. Not all of them are good. Not all of them are bad. But we are finding the most skippable at the end of this. Before we can get there, we always start with the Elizabeth Fraser Award. Number one with a bullet. This goes out to a song that is unintelligible in how Chris is saying the line. Um, I think we got ourselves a contender. Yeah, man, the Elizabeth Fraser slash Chris, uh, whatever his name is, Chris Stewart Award. Stewart? There mm-hmm. wasn't hardly a single song. Well, that's not true. It was really hard to understand a lot of his songs, though. Extremely hard. There's mm-hmm. okay. It's even like it's kind of interesting. I was on Genius Lyrics. They don't have A to Z. A to Z does not cover <laughs> yeah, no. Black Marble. So I was on Genius. And there was a, a lot of times when I was going through the lyrics and there'd be question marks over the word. And then at the very end of one of them, like the poster was like, I'm trying my best. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> so it's like even the people that are like tasked to, to figure out what he's saying, they don't know. And they're getting well, paid to do this. I, w- I was going to save this for the Human or Dancer Award, but he did say in an interview that he's never released lyrics and that everything on Genius comes from third party. So he has no way of like actually seeing how accurate they are. That so makes sense. Geniuses, uh, I think not. No, <laughs> no, uh, they're they're wrong a lot of times. I mean, like just by I mean, maybe just because like I, I hear it one way and maybe it's not. I mean, 
it, it's mysterious. He's his own music. He's like gatekeeping his lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> they <kind> are <laughs> emotional. You know, he doesn't want to say them. I didn't say that. I didn't no, I didn't say, say that. No, but, I didn't say that. <laughs> you know how many like people might need to hear those lyrics? You know, what if they need to just like have some knowledge and like wisdom in their lives? You know, just, I don't know. And now they, yeah. they don't know, you know. They don't get to know. They don't That's, get to know. They don't They're get not to good know. enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know about Charlie Spacer Woman. You can't. I think that's my lyrics. I think that's the point. Like I remember asking him one time at a at the Cash Bar in San Diego. Uh, San Diego. Nice. Like, hey, what's the deal with your lyrics? And he just told me, uh, they're they're open to interpretation, like whatever you want them to be. Well, he mm-hmm. doesn't even know what they're about. Yeah, AKA, um, I don't try hard and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, kid. Sorry. You know, like, I don't know, man. I just like the the way the words sound. That's kind of how it feels. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't, I don't know. Like, I I read the lyrics and, I mean, the third party thing kind of puts like a wrench in the whole thing because now you're thinking like, I'm just reading an interpretation of what he said. But even then, like it's gobbledygook it doesn't mean anything like half of it's just like i'm on i'm looking at the street light i'm on the hill looking at my house like feel all right at the street light very simple shit but okay let's get into the elizabeth fraser award sarah let's have you go first guest host goes first all right i picked uh it's conditional and the time stamps at 108 and there was a lot to pick from, but this is one where I, I literally just, and now that we talked about all that, maybe he is saying what I thought he said. So I don't know. We'll never what, know. What did you think he said? <laughs> well, it sound, he says in your painted room or lime and red in your painted room, according to whatever lyrics thing that I was looking at. And then I thought it sounded like lying in bed. So lime and red, lining bed, lying in bed. I don't know. He's That's probably, how I heard it. He very well could have just been lying in bed, saying lying in bed, lying in bed, lying in bed. He has that like yeah. kind of like drawl, you know, where he's just yeah. kind of like, uh, you know, kind of says things weird-ish on purpose, I think. Actually, like not looking at the lyrics, like it sounded even less like coherent than. <laughs> yeah. Like when I'm looking at the lyrics, like, you know, then I'm like, okay, that's totally what they're saying. But I don't know what I would have been singing if I just heard it and didn't look at the lyrics. Like I probably would have made up some weird shit. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> um, Ed, I mean, since you've like been to more than, you know, one show, do they have people in the crowd sing along? dude yeah all the time it surprised me it's like what are they saying it's like (laughs) i don't know they're they're just they're singing with the song yeah maybe it's like a reflection of your inner self like whatever you hear in the lyrics it's like it's it's supposed to be like a spiritual self-searching experience (laughs) (laughs) like spitting out yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i hate my dad yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, here's my dad for this next one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not Lyman Red. It's like, love my dad, actually. Love yeah. my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay, what's your, um, that, that, yeah, that's, that's a good one, though, Sarah, for sure. Um, what, what about you, Ed? What's your Elizabeth Fraser award? Oh, first of all, this entire album. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, the whole thing. You don't know what the fuck they're saying at all. Mm-mm. So my award goes to uh, Safe Minds and a uh, timestamp, I guess, uh, 111. Like, I have no idea what he's saying at all on that song. Not even an interpretation, just more like a melody, really. Does it still bother you to this day that you can't figure it out? Until or this have day. have you just accepted it? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I accepted it. It made me realize that as a musician or like writing melodies for um, vocal parts, it, you don't have to try that hard. You just... Mm. You really don't. Bullshit yeah. in most part. Until you become a subject of the skippables. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then <laughs> then you're getting dragged. Then we shine a light on, on their lyrics and we shine a light on, on, on how hard they try. And come to find out, not a lot of people are trying that hard when it comes to <laughs> writing their lyrics. Yeah, Mr. Ketis. Yeah. <laughs> a ring a ding dang a ding. All right, let's do a little bit of uh this is safe minds. Here we go. Yeah, dire. He's like, please. What does it mean? <laughs> I, you know, like it. The mystery of it all. I didn't realize that he didn't release his his like lyrics as yeah. like you know as a thing. So like, it is more interesting that way because before when I was listening, I was like, this is bullshit. He's just saying whatever, <laughs> and these lyrics are stupid. But now it's like, well, maybe they're maybe I'm just dumb. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's he, what it is. He doesn't want to blow your mind. He doesn't feel like humanity's ready or something. Yeah. <laughs> What's he hiding in these lyrics, you know? I mean, he does say Saturn or something, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna much true. I was going to oh say, I'm going to take it one step further and say maybe it's like an extraterrestrial language. Because oh, yeah. he's about Saturn. And then there's that song where he says diner in space. So oh my have gosh. you ever been to the diner in space? I haven't. No, I have I not. I want to, though. Gotta ask the, Doug the pancakes, Adams, I'm sure, are out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Josh. That's so so corny. You gotta go next for that one, dude. What's All your right, Luther Frazier? Um, <laughs> I'm going with uh, our old pal Miko's Jam, Private Show. And uh, we've totally established early on, I'm glad that we're talking about it off the bat, that it's very uh, incomprehensible and hard to understand what he's talking about. So I took a swing at it, guys. At uh, 119, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to write genius uh, about this one because I think he says... Everybody knows the only way to go is to sell pomade at shows. <laughs> I think this guy is a pomade salesman. That's 119. Yeah. 
He was selling that pomada, dude. Mm. I think so. What do you guys <laughs> I think? I didn't hear uh, pomada in there. I don't know. I, I, don't I didn't know hear I heard... anything. <laughs> I heard well, everybody okay. knows. Everybody knows the only way to go is what? To sell what at shows? He says shows at shows at the end, no matter want... what. Okay, you want yeah, to do that one more? Let's do this one more time. Throw it again. I, I had a hard time hearing that one. Let's see. Everybody knows the only way to go is to set up a show. I don't know what the fuck he says there, dude. <laughs> What's he doing at shows? I don't even know how you got Pomod, honestly. I... To set, to set, I don't know. Well, what do you hear, Ed? Because that. Yeah, you, uh, you, throw, you you run a venue. What is the way? Do they sell oh, pomade at, at your show? Every, yeah. everybody, everybody knows the only way to go is to have a private show. That's is to have a private uh, show. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> the name of the track. <laughs> oh, the of the track. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. That's what he's yeah. trying to Too easy, to Ed. Think. Too easy. Nice try. <laughs> you got to think outside <laughs> the bun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, can we uh, oh, move man. on? Yeah. Okay. My uh, my award is. I've got some uh, egg on my face. My yeah. <laughs> um, also, the first album didn't realize how incomprehensible it was, but yeah, mine is um, a different arrangement. For sure, alibi and crime, mm-hmm. and then heard the crime. time. <laughs> At the beginning, I thought he said something about a crack in a railroad track. I don't know. That's yeah, crack, I heard that for crack sure. Crack in a railroad <laughs> tie. I don't know track. what that means at all. <laughs> If you so, can't do the crime, don't do the time. Some somebody <laughs> is doing, you know, disassembling railroad tracks over here, and uh, I just don't understand. Like, I, I think. I understand now, you know, I finally get it. We're not meant to understand Black Marble. Black Marble is supposed to be just like a mysterious, you know, like not spooky, but just like, that's not what this is about at all, right? Like it's more, like you said, it's a vibe. It's a, it's a feeling, uh, lyrics, you can throw them out the window. They mean nothing to this band. It's kind of like that one, a spooky show of Black Mirror. Yes. Yes. Same sort of deal. Yeah. Side note, guys. He's you, a know, you know, behind this album, he posted all the lyrics for Immaterial. Just like, you know. oh, okay. Oh, so that one's God. out. Yeah, the <laughs> secrets out, dude. He's lying in interviews. Then is what he's doing. <laughs> he is lying. He's out there spreading lies. Full he's creative trying. control, so he can't he blame the record. The creative label. control includes the online genius people. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you, yeah. <laughs> Do you have all of their their albums, Ed? Yeah, I do. Whoa. Do they all have the lyrics on the back? No, only one of them does. He's showing no. all of them to the listeners, everyone. He's, he's showing. Yeah, they're all, we they're all, all vinyls. They're... I'm, a black nar- I'm a black marble nerd. I don't want to tell you guys. Yeah. I, get only, it. Um, I get it. That's cool. Only Immaterial, Immaterial has it, which is the only album he released on Ghostly International, by the way, hmm. which is oh. such a like player move, like releasing an album on like a brand label rather than an actual music label. <laughs> that is pretty interesting. Mm. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. 
Okay, that was so, in the contract because they have to list the ingredients and stuff. Right, of yeah, course. They have to list the yeah. lyrics. <laughs> what goes into the song, right? It was a clause you <laughs> to sign. Uh, all right, we're getting next into our top bops. This is our favorite song that you heard while listening to their discography. Number one in your heart. This is something, you know, a song you can't get out of your head. And uh, we'll go with you, Ed, first. What is your top bop? Um, I don't have a timestamp, but it's Frisk for sure. Okay. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one just like the lyrics too. While I'm reading the lyrics, it like captures like being young and nostalgic, running around doing some stuff, and adolescence, youth, and letting your hormones run wild. So pretty. He's a very nostalgic guy. Is very is what I gathered from him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. A little bit of the Ataris in there somewhere, you know? <laughs> oh my God, there's some crossover. Yeah, just sure. like a different, maybe a different suburb that they lived in or something, you know? <laughs> All right, so let's do a little bit of Frisk. track yeah very solid um he does some singing you know a little singing in there which is always good <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> doesn't do it often but There's when he does it's, it's cute <laughs> i do feel like that that song stands out a little bit compared to his other ones like he he's getting a little bit mellifluous mellifluous <laughs> with it you know he's Ooh, like nice words yeah, yeah you know oh, yeah dude just trying to like harmonize it sounds it sounds like he's in a good mood yeah <laughs> were you uh were you like exposed to this song early on like was this like one you're like oh man this black marble is blowing me away right now or is this kind of something you found later on oh no um i actually lucked out because i caught um when i got into black marble is right when he released this album and so i got to see him at the echo in la and they played this song and i was like damn man that's a banger song yeah and i bought the vinyl from him then so yeah i feel like unfortunately cool. like part of this black marble experience is i feel like i've missed the train a little bit like this i can tell like i i there's totally some bangers in here but i'm just like at this point where i'm asking myself like how much of it am i going to like go back to exactly and i feel like if i was into um a different arrangement in 2012 or something or like when they the earlier albums dropped i'd be like super hyped yeah I, definitely you missed it dude sorry <laughs> snooze, I mean, lose, josh yeah. I mean, I'm not uh, lose, losing any sleep over it. Say, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go back to snoozing on this one. Yeah, Press sorry, snooze Sarah. button on that one. I mean, it's good for <laughs> sure. And there are songs that have made in like gone from my skippables playlist to my actual playlist. Like I said, there's some bangers, but like, yeah, I wish I I wish I found this like when I was like 18 or something. You know, right? I'd, I'd be rich, <laughs> <laughs> be a millionaire. Well, yeah. So, what's your top bob, Josh? Uh, my top bop, uh, MSQ, no extra. It was actually my playlist that Ed found. Back oh, then. my God. Yeah. <laughs> my drive playlist. <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, I, I just really like this one. Uh, 110.
that quick little roll on the snare. It's such a great song too. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very good. Good song. Good album. First album. Yeah, fucking banger. Yeah, yeah truly. Straight up banger. Um, yeah, great song. My top bop is going off the next album, Iron Lung. Mm. This song is just catchy enough. It's poppier than what was on their album before. And I think that's what kind of like shook me out of it. I was like, oh, hey, like, look at that. Like a new approach in, in like a, you know, small like tonal shift, you know, because like their first album is a lot. I don't want to say darker, but like just like it just sounds like warmer, you know, and like I feel like in the second album, like the production is just like a little bit like cleaner or like just not as like obscured, you know. He went from and, the tape to SD four track. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a little more fidelity in it. There's just like a little bit more punch to like the synthesizers and like it just seems more like upfront. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like that's why I kind of like fuck with immaterial. It's immaterial a little bit more nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like not, definitely not at the time. Like I just like as far as like listening hours, for sure I've had like a different arrangement on more. But Iron Lung is a banger. Really good song. So mine is at 125. Yeah, his vocals are still sound like he's like in a tin room, like underground. But the guitar sounds very present, sounds very clear. It's very driving. I like like the like the four like do 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 like kind of like bass drum kick that they hit like every like yeah. other beat. It's 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 a good like drivey like kind of dancier song and just kind of sticks out among the rest of like the discography, at least to me. But um, I, I can't say that there's not like they don't have good songs. They got killer tracks. So what's your top up, Sarah? Um, well, first uh, on your song, I really I think that the Iron Lung song, like more um, than the sound, I really like the idea of like him calling somebody an Iron Lung. I think that's like a really interesting like thing to re- way to refer to somebody that maybe you were in a relationship because it's like it's keeping you alive but it's like restricting you like you can't move you can't like get out of it but like it's like your life force you know so I thought that was cool but some good um, writing on on Chris's yeah I mean if that's even what he's saying but (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) well actually I think Ed can tell us yeah Um, (laughs) my top bop was a great design and um Honestly, just at the 22nd mark, um, I just think it sounds like really pretty, but also it's kind of got like a a spiritual, like ethereal feel to it. So I like the title, um, a great design. It kind of makes me think of like grand design, which is like a religious type of reference. And since I grew up in like a really like religious, like, you know, background and stuff like that, I, and I like felt like not fell away, moved away from that. Like I like any kind of, 
music that like goes into like challenging like thoughts on religion and you know anything that kind of like challenges God so that's why I liked that one plus it sounds like really nice so all right let's check it out And then, like, you know, the intro's so long, but there's a part where supposedly he says monochrome, it's a Saturn world. And, like, I'm trying to write poetry and stuff right now. So I just thought that was, like, a really nice, you know, like, a nice little line. And, yeah, I just think it's pretty. I can imagine, like, driving down around the beach, listening to that song, like, around sunset. Or, you know, I feel like it could be in a movie, too. This Maybe is a tall crew. Yeah, ex oh, exactly. I was going to say, like, <laughs> this is total driving music, 100%. You're going for a, a vacation. You can Your go life's visit. about to change. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a, <laughs> makes me feel uh, ready for tomorrow, dude. It's a very nostalgic yeah. sound, you know? Yeah, like, melancholy. Very melancholy. Uh, emotionally, I think um, he's able to, like, do things with music that, it is like it's genuine you know like he's mm -hmm. able to kind of like paint with music like this like very like soothing like moody feeling that like spans through most of his discography yeah but i don't yeah whether I, or not to his detriment every now and again exactly say, I was gonna you say. know like yeah. the vibe stays consistent you know yes. and um i feel like I didn't realize how much time was between every album until I started doing research after I had listened to the, to the discography. And um, I find this often with the pod where uh, we're like, imagine I heard this again, like 2012. And I was like, man, that album was really awesome. I can't wait for the next one. And then it comes out. And I'm like, oh man, this is more of what I love. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. But now that they're all out and I've never heard them before and I listen to it all now, I'm like, oh man. It's kind <laughs> of a, one kind long of a song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. One yeah. Long I really, song. I really feel like, um, and this isn't even meant to be offensive, but if you're like somebody who's not like really comfortable with change or you don't like change, like I feel like Black Marble is a really good band to listen to because Dude. their change is like so <laughs> yeah. incremental, you know, it's like the like very slowly like changing, not even like the sound necessarily, but just like the energy, I guess, becomes like I feel like increasingly more upbeat. But yeah. he still like sounds like black marble. Like I don't know that. Totally. Yeah, because the last <laughs> album, um, Fast Idol, definitely sounds a lot different than his other stuff. But like it's that vibe again. He yeah. presses the all caps. Yeah, and the keyboards that he's using are probably <laughs> the same. You know, that's probably another thing. And so like the way Juno. that he records. Yeah, um, got that Juno popping. So, okay, um, that's all of our top bops, right? Let's go now into the Morrissey Award. This is a challenging one. This is uh, the band's worst political or social take that they ever did in their, you know, music, playing, interviews, you know, and anything you want to do. But mm -hmm. I, the hardest part that I think I had personally was that, like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. 
at all. So like, uh, how can I, you know, say that he said anything bad, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so does anybody have like a really strong Morrissey award they want to it's give not, out? It's, I don't, I don't know how he meant it or if this is even what he said, but I do have one. Okay. Um, it took a lot, a little bit of digging. It's called call. Call. <laughs> the song is call. I'm like, All right. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Ed, don't hate me. <laughs> this is how I took, took it. So the call, the lyrics, you can play it. Um, it's a 59, but the lyrics that I read and what, like when I was listening to it, it sounds like that's what he's saying. It says, just call. I know the answer. Just call. I know a lot. Call. I'll tell you something you like. And then he says, I'm the nation's only sentry man. And like, I don't know how, I'm sure he meant it really deep, but like, who's like, call, I know the answer. Like, I know a lot. And I'll tell you something <laughs> you like. All right. And he's like, I'm the nation's only sentry man. Like, I'm the only one keeping watch. Like, it just sounds like so like full of himself. So yeah. I don't know. And then based off of what Ed said, it does sound like he's a little full of himself. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's how he meant it. I don't know. And Morris, he's like world. very known for being like full of himself. So all right, let's do a little call. entire century we only got one yeah i feel safe because i know that he's keeping watch i guess yeah <laughs> sleep, sleep like, well actually, thank you yeah. <laughs> i'm like should i be praying to him instead of yeah <laughs> <laughs> dang you know i'm glad you found it you found the problematic you know he's not the only person standing up for this country okay yeah exactly where were you on the sixth chris yeah <laughs> <laughs> hopefully at home yeah, with the dude. real patriots or he was with ariel and john mouse dude oh. Oh. No. <laughs> they were peacefully supporting yeah okay. <laughs> we we're just observing as journalists um <laughs> damn okay so uh that was a good one. Okay, um, Ed, do you have a Morrissey Award? I know you kind of mentioned that this was a difficult, you know, pick yeah, you had. Yeah, it's pretty hard. Um, I remember, um, well, from my experience, like doing research on it or learning learning about him, he does he tries his hardest to like not offend anyone. Like he takes the neutral approach about things. Even on his social media presence, he doesn't really talk about stuff. I mean, the only controversial thing he ever did online was. Uh, just rip on um bernie sanders for nice. free health care just about that so i don't you could take it the way you want to take it but yikes he is, tries so i'll take it yeah. <laughs> but it also showed him like protesting at the whole um um black lives matter uh blm protest mm -hmm. in la like he was a part of that as well um, I, I read in an interview that he's very, very into politics, but he um, doesn't 
he's very quiet about it. He's like, oh. I'm re- he's like, I'm reading multiple newspapers a day. Like I'm very like, up to I date, but I Amy Klobuchar. Like you said, he's love... like very neutral. Oh, pri- <laughs> private, private show. Actually. Um, he said that private show, that music video, he recorded at a um, Trump rally. Because yeah, there's all the people like with the hats over their hearts and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, I think he did it in a sense. Like he was like, um, it was kind of like making fun of them in a way. Like, look at these group of people just living together as like, where are they all living for? You know? Yeah. Everyone's, the Andrew everyone, Callahan approach. I guess, right. I, I guess private show will probably be my take on that one because he says everyone lies to stay together. And he says that everyone's just like hiding from the truth and also showing Trump supporters at the same time. So he's implying something there. Mm. Well, then even like him saying that, but then like being vague about his political views, you know, and also being vague, like not being willing to put his truth out there for other people to hear. But mm. like, I feel like, you know, if that's what he's saying in his song, you know, you can't call on other people to be honest, but not be honest yourself. You can't connect that way, you know? Whoa. Yeah, yeah, dude. True. Hell what yeah. And also civil war. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think like his his you know pension for not wanting to offend people just like makes him boring yeah that's just that's a boring take to be like yeah i don't want to you know gray eyeliner no black no white i'm just gonna be i'll mean gray gray eyeliner you know oh yeah dude catch him at club (laughs) (laughs) damn uh do Do you you have um, I mean, let's see. I I don't have one. I switched this one this one out. This Damn. is gonna be okay. So let's do the auxiliary awards right here, right now. What's your award, Josh? My award, instead of a Morrissey award, is the Black Marble bite-sized award uh, <laughs> for really slapping in small doses. I yes. found myself throughout the discography. Like I said, I binged it. And when I would throw on one album, I'd be like, whoa, this is fucking awesome. And then like 15 minutes later, I'm like, all right, this is sounding a lot like more of the same. And um, there was points. uh, Well, let's just get right to it. The song is Streetlight. I heard Streetlight while I was listening to the album and I was like, whatever. Like, I don't even really know what to feel about this. And it almost got into skippable territory. But I took a break. I calmed down like I normally do. Countdown from 10. Yeah. And I, I, I re-listened to the song a couple of minutes later. And you know what? I really like the song Streetlight. So, uh, yeah. Bite-sized portion, guys. Don't choke. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds fun. It's like goofy. It's more goofy than his other songs, you know. It's like a shuffle or something, you know? Yeah. Like a little wind at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think this is a band that you cannot binge. Uh, like Doctor's Orders. Oh yeah, no. You cannot binge this band. Like to do what we did is to ruin the band for you. And I think <laughs> that like 
I just a warning, like, please don't do what we did. Don't like in one day, I think maximum two albums, like truly like, like hard one max. Album. Okay. Yeah. One album max. Cause yeah. it's I, like, go ahead. I really Caesar. struggled. I, cause I, um, I like change. Like I get bored really easily just in all aspects of my life. So like it became like really frustrating for me when we were listening and like I would play the song and I'm like, okay, this sounds good, but I feel like it sounds like the song that I just heard or it just sounds very similar. And then I'd skip and then it's the same thing. And then I'd skip and then it's like, you know, it, it was really like, I'm not getting that relief or that like new, like exciting feeling that you know i don't know i just I, and i already skip even music that i like on my own playlist because i can't listen to like a whole song so i was yes. like really i was like really struggling with it but it, it's all good it's just yeah. you got to take it in like baby steps like bite size like you're saying yeah how do, how do you feel about that ed do you, do you think like would you recommend a new listener to like just binge all four albums at once or nah you get bored real fast <laughs> right okay yeah. even from the super fan everybody okay so it's not just us i'm glad i'm glad yeah. you you yeah. can you can agree to that ed because it is it's a tough like if you're just sitting down and making yourself listen to black marble like it it, it can be a little hard um yeah. but for sure immaterial if you want to get into it that's the album to get into mm, yeah, agreed pretty, agreed um, ed um can you remind me how many uh you said which album was coming out when uh you first got into them oh immaterial it's immaterial oh, okay yeah. so then yeah, you it's saw material yeah. that's saw the one two yeah. other more or the, uh, the two other albums afterwards come out yeah yeah. When they when those came out, were you like, oh, dude, yes, like, fuck, dude, Chris did it again, dude. I was hyped. Look, there's this. Yes. Is, this is the okay. most shittiest story ever. Like, it's so funny too because, um, I was like, we were all hyped up on like this album, and when um, bigger than life was coming out, we we're all like, oh man, more Black Marvel. We're gonna get into it, yeah. And then when they released it, we went to go, um, no, we went to go see him play, and we we're hoping that who's going to play Iron Lung, you know, the bangers, great design. Mm-hmm. So he plays all the his whole set list was songs from Bigger Than Life. Like uh, he, so none of the audience knew what the hell he was playing. So he was playing new no. songs, and they're just like, "What the fuck's going on?" Like <laughs> we don't know these songs, and it was just like it was so bad. And me and my uh, me and my other bandmates and a mannequin. Uh, we always joke about is it. like, yeah, we're gonna pull Black Marble tonight, play songs that no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> but as, when Bigger Than Life came out, like we're just like, oh, dude, I don't like this album. Like it's um, not, it's not sad. It's more poppy, if anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Like, I, I can see though, like as things would come out after I already knew about them, I would feel that it's more palatable, you know, mm-hmm. instead of binging. Cause binging, I was like, oh man, I think it was bigger than life where I like, I had heard the whole album. And then when I heard it again later in later listens, I was like, I don't think I've heard this. And I looked and I was like, oh wait, I've heard this whole album. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it gets that way, dude. It's tough, man. It'd um, be like that. The sameness of it all. Um, but yeah. Okay. My uh, substitute award is going to be a faking the funk award. Whoa. So this is Royal Walls. Out of the workshop, don't you know what he said? For you know what 
like Madonna, Mary Madonna. Madonna, yes, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. dude. I mean, it's it. He pulls it off. It does sound like it. It could like be from that era, you know. Like I think his use of the synthesizers and like whatever he's using is original sounding. It sounds good. I just you know like com- from the first album to that song, it's a big leap. You know, yeah. this sounds like he's trying to do like a disco like dance track kind of thing. And I mean, it's it's okay. I like the song, but um, definitely. I, I kind of like had to stop myself and be like, wait, what? Like, why? Like, why did he do a song like this? Like, this sounds like just like mm-hmm. kind of cheesy. Like he's trying something else out. You know, he's like, oh, let me like, like I, I like the way that like 1980s, like, you know, like synth sequencer kind of thing sounded, but like not post-punk anymore. He's getting more into like the dance side of things. And I don't know. You just feel like his vibe doesn't it doesn't match. You don't you don't want to dance to Black Marble. You want to sway. No, exactly. He's allowed to be happy, Geo. He can be happy. Okay, right. He's allowed <laughs> to be happy. Don't take that from him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all of our Morrissey Awards and Auxiliary Awards. Let's go now into the next one: the Are We Human or Are We Dancer Award. This is incomprehensible lyrics. This is what he's saying, and of course, now that we know that, like. I think there's only one album where we for sure know what he's saying. Let's just see what we got as interpretations for this. So uh, who wants to go first with the Are We Human or Are We Dancer Award? Mm-hmm. I'll go first. I'll go, I'll, oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, Ed. Go ahead, Ed. Oh, okay. My pick is Feels. Yes. Uh, timestamp 125. Just because, oh, uh, man, the terrible lyrics is like, I used to have a radio show. I used to have a radio show. Like, I know there's... <laughs> more there's got to be more meaning to it but man it's such plain <laughs> lyrics to use <laughs> i used to have a radio show yeah but not a lot of time though it's like it's <laughs> terrible 15 minute radio show come on <laughs> yeah bro. yeah all right let's do a little bit of that here we go i used to <laughs> to the point to the, straight to the point not a lot of time though i mean the, the question is like how many songs does he get to play like two songs and they're like all right get the fuck out you know you're off yeah. the waves yeah dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you look at a two to. song playlist used to <laughs> yeah <laughs> dang interesting i mean i wonder like was he like a shock jock kind of you know like christopher in the morning you know, chris oh, and the God. frog <laughs> yeah <laughs> Was, I don't like, know. I just sounds. I didn't have trouble hearing what he was saying, so I didn't. I maybe I like misunderstood the award. I was like, I thought maybe like you know how in the actual killer songs, like are we humans or are we denser or is it dancer? So I was like thinking that it's like something that we didn't or something that just sounded like kind of goofy or just like out out of right. this world, right? Yeah, okay. that's fine. Okay. So uh, what's what's your are we human or are we dancer award then, Sarah? Oh, I did Missing Sibling <laughs> because okay. I don't know, like, it the, the lyrics are just, like, kind of, like, abstract sounding a little bit. So he's, like, talking about, like, 
being in a diner in space and like not remembering things. And then like the title is called Missing Sibling. So I was like really hesitant about even picking it. I was like, did his sibling get lost? <laughs> or like, you know, I was just like, I don't want to say something on air, but I couldn't find anything. So that just makes it like more obscure. And um, my timestamp is at 38. Seconds. It's diner in space thing they shot a diner into space yeah scientists got together nasa they didn't build it up there they shot they shot it (laughs) full of people there's an arctic monkey song called like two three two stars out of i don't know sorry to any arctic monkeys fans it's like about a hotel in space i wonder if they're like on the same planet the diners like (laughs) All these like um, musicians just like go to space and hang out without all of us. Dude, Lance yeah, sounds Australian, bro. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> they try to get Lance to go up to space, and you got he's too afraid to do it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so um, I'll, I'll go next with the RB Human RB Dancer Award. So mine uh, goes out to a song that I called out earlier, "Gray Eyeliner." Okay, I I looked up the lyrics. Gray eyeliner is a person in the oh. song. Oh, that's a uh, that's a name of a person in the, it's a character. That's how he refers to her. Yeah, he exactly. Name. Or so their name, he was watching someone who had gray eyeliner and just named them like right. As yeah. what he called, I called it like I see your gray eyeliner. Yeah, gray eyeliner. What's up? <laughs> so um, gray eyeliner. It's like, OK, so um, here's the here's the lyrics that I wanted to call out. Gray eyeliner, right? Knows to speak without thinking. It's not a fine line. You're stuck on the wrong side. Careless idol carries water for drinking. About nine, each time she misses my pour, I want to know more. Gray eyeliner. Hmm. Like, truly the kind of lyrics that, like, you write after eating, like, two or three melatonins. I'm like waking up from a nightmare type shit, you know? Uh, gray eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wake up gray eyeliner. You wake up in the morning, you're like, why did I write that down? And then you write like in parentheses, she. And you're like, that's a, that they don't make sense at all. But. Well, maybe like, maybe she's like, uh, maybe the person's like a waitress, like poor, you know, coffee. And she's been working all night. And so her eyeliner's like faded and gray. Maybe something like that. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Being very like, generous, I... Sarah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate you really trying to find the meaning here. <laughs> or I don't think be... there's any meaning to be found. <laughs> That's harsh. I'm sure there's some meaning. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe he liked, uh, yeah, a girl with gray eyeliner could, could very well be a, a waiter at like a, a norms or something. Or it could just be somebody who has bad taste in eyeliner colors. Yeah. I would not, yeah. I would not pick some gray eyeliner. Yeah. I am not very bold. Gray, is he getting confused with smoky eye? Like he doesn't know right. the difference. Yeah. Smoky mm-hmm. eyeliner. Yeah, dang. Uh, I don't know. All right, let's do a little bit of gray liner though. Uh, here we go.
good song. Like mm. it sounds cool and like just you know, it's just another instrument. The lyrics don't matter. He's just saying shit because he needs to like sing, you know, something. But like I just don't think he's putting in that much thought. Other than I think a couple songs, which I think Sarah has like been able to pick out and like find there's some like real writing going on. I, I mean, I can't imagine that this that's for most of it. You know, I, I really think that like he is picking a couple songs to write per album. And then a lot of it's just like, all right, I have like a journal full of shit that like kind of sound good together. You know, like it's like a Frankenstein of like a whole bunch of little <laughs> notes that he's like written Post-its, down over yeah. the years. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. He's an interesting songwriter. And I think the fact that he doesn't let out his other lyrics other than that one makes it so that makes me think that like he really is afraid to tell people what he's saying because like it is not that deep you know yeah um i saw um when uh, fast idol was coming out he said that his whole approach was to not make something that he wanted but rather make something that he feels the audience uh, deserved in that time i think it came out 2021 so it was like right coming out of the pandemic and he was like everything is so depressing right now i want to make like happier funner music but but to me that shows again that he doesn't want to be without his walls and his barriers you know like he's going to present a mask and not be 100 percent transparent yeah. That's how and it I feels, you feel know? like as a fan, like you kind of like you find solace, like knowing that the musicians that you admire kind of can feel the same human emotions that you can too. So it's like we're coming out of the pandemic and then he writes this like poppy album, but all the fans are maybe thinking like, oh man, we're going to have like more music that reflects how we were all feeling, yeah. you know? <laughs> so it could, it could be yeah. either way, you know, because I, I like when I listen to song and it's like sad, but I'm like, oh my God, somebody else feels like that too, you know? So totally. Yeah. You know, and if he was sad, he, it would have been cool if he did like, you know, make an album that reflected how he was actually feeling during the time too. Yeah. Another Bo, Bo Burnham's inside type of album. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So is that all of our Are We Human, Are We Dancer? Uh, I have one. You have one, right? Okay. Uh, we It's a callback to um, a song we already mentioned. It's conditional. And um, I just thought the... I've, I've got it at three three minutes. I almost said three o'clock. Um, <laughs> at three o'clock a.m. Uh, three minutes. Uh, it's just that lying in bed, sing your favorite tune. Put it, You put a dime in the water. Your telepathic stereo knows your feelings. Uh, to be a model daughter under the snow hide the thing you like you put a dime in the water tell me how the waking world is a waste of time to be a model daughter yeah i mean i'm sure there's some sort of meaning i'm sure he like has his connotations to all these words but like as the reader as the listener it is kind of like all right (laughs) yeah okay sure man put the dime in the water (laughs) we're at a wishing well or something yeah
That was good. Yeah. I, I like the song. Yeah, he he nails his vibe, dude. When he's on, he's on. But yeah, I mean, not not the best lyricist. Maybe in the future, when things become more clear, you know, when he releases the tapes or you know all the files, yeah, we'll get the answer. <laughs> but I mean, until then, I think it's open to interpretation, and that's for the positive and for the negative, right? You can interpret genius lyrics, or you can interpret that he is doing the bare minimum. I um, am tripping out still that this full like maybe I should check the um the date of the interview, but he in the interview I read said that he has not released any lyrics, but that they're on genius.com and that it's all open to interpretation and he doesn't know how accurate it is. Well, until Ed until Ed shows that he released all of his fucking he's lyrics. A, he's, a he's, a he's a liar. What is that? And he now he wants to be edgy. Reddit well, maybe they hadn't been released. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. He waited a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think, you know, maybe he just is a stoner and he just forgot, you know? <laughs> I, I, did, I, I did read that he does like the ganj. He, oh. He, he smokes on the ganj. Nice, well, that dude. Sense. That fool puffs the magic dragon, dude. What? I was like, I'm never skipping again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a listener for life, bro. Holy shit. I went and bought, bought a Black Marble uh, shirt and everything immediately. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so um, that's all of our Are We Human, Are We Dancer awards. Let's go next to the Hidden Gems. This is a song that you discovered or rediscovered during your listen. Another, like number two in your heart, a song that you really like, that you you know like are going to put on your next playlist type thing. Number two um, could also be the number one hit, right? Uh, there's a, some songs that are for sure like really popular that I don't think we've touched on yet. But um, let's let's go with Sarah first. What is your hidden gem? Um, it's called Unrelated. And I liked it because it was just instrumental. So like when I, um, and he has a few of those, but this is the one that I liked the most. It sounded kind of like eerie and kind of like more organic than some of his other stuff. So it just kind of like sounds like X-Files or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, kinda totally. I'm like, this is very like sci-fi. I'm going to be on a spaceship or something's about to happen. So I just thought it was like pretty um, like refreshing to hear something like that. And, you know, as we're saying, like nobody really knows what he's saying anyways, supposedly, you know, but or maybe we just don't get it or we're not reading the right lyrics. But I just <laughs> thought that it was cool that I didn't have to try and figure anything out. Like it was just instrumental oh wow so, totally totally like all right what about you ed what's your hidden gem uh is it okay to say songs that we uh played already absolutely um call I, I, once oh again. call um yeah ed, ed <laughs> that's my hidden gem as well Whoa. is it really Whoa. Yeah. Sorry, I called him pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Sarah? Be good and pretentious. You can be both. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hate. I hated that album. Everything about it, but that song, like, it's just so like. It's so simple. It mm-hmm. reminds me of cigarettes um, after sex. How simple the music is. It's a, but it stays with you. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting into it. I realized it's a breakup song. There's okay. a lyric. There's a lyric on here on timestamp on thirty. It goes uh 
how long did we think that way? How long till we finally say it makes me tired just to think it all the time? Which is kind of like, you know, you both know you're just, it's kind of like the ends of a relationship. Like you're just, yeah. it, like, just, you know, you can tell bo- both parties are feeling it. Yeah. Just yeah. burnt out and shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, dude. And again, like since I'm new to Black Marble, I didn't know exactly if it was a hidden gem or if it was like a fan favorite or something. So I feel uh, rest assured because Ed also said it was a hidden gem, right? <laughs> definitely hidden. I knew it was hidden. Absolutely. Damn, good. Good track. Mine is, um, my hidden gem is Bodies. Mm-hmm. I think it's off of their last record, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? Let me, let me make sure. Yeah, Fast Idols. Yeah. yeah okay fast idol i like i said like i didn't really enjoy the album totally i feel like it was kind of a forgettable record but um there were a couple songs off of it like the one that i gave the fake in the funk award the royal walls <laughs> and then now this one um yeah i don't know bodies i, I just kind of enjoyed it here we go Yeah, the guitar, the keyboards, like the high, like, dang, dang, wrong, like just really nice sounding, another driving, like, beat. And yeah, like, it's a, he's singing. It's, it's, he's cute when he sings. He really has to, like, lean into that more, I think. <laughs> yeah. Cause he can't, like, you know, like, it's, he just has the fear of, like, you know, his monotone sounding bad. But, like, I, you know, I think there's, genuine character in his singing voice you know like i think he can really like push that in his next record and maybe it'll sound cool you know i wish mm. there was at least a track or two where he belts out right you know, there, where he takes off he, a yeah, little bit 100 percent. like he gets a little high uh from what i remember in uh it's immaterial but like it never belts out Never goes for it. Never gives us a and I. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's all of our hidden gems, right? Or yeah. Whoa. Okay. Next, we are now into the Kurt Cobain repeat offender award. This goes out to the song that repeats a part ad nauseum too many times. Now this could be um, something that you like. It repeats so many times that it kind of goes into like so many times it's good right like or it could be so many times that it's bad that's that's the kind of two ways you can read this award so uh josh you want to go first yeah uh mine is portland u at 50 seconds portland u okay
I know his like whole vibe and sound is like very repetitive, very like, I don't know if he's using a looper or just like playing the whole thing, but like, just kind of, I'm not going to lie that that one, that track was kind of driving me a little crazy with that. <laughs> and I don't know why specifically that one. Cause I'm like, isn't this the black marble thing? Isn't that like, most of it? Yeah. yeah you know? <laughs> but when I was going through, I was just like, I don't know. And it sounds like the cure or something like that. So like I, in that moment when I'm like, okay, this is too much. And I'd rather kind of put on the cure at this point. You right. Know? So that's kind of the whole thing with black marble is like when I was listening to them, like the whole time I was thinking, oh, they kind of sound like this band or oh, they kind of sound like this, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't like a, like something I felt like I'd never heard necessarily. And then they're so consistent that it's like, you know, it's just very, a lot of sameness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the world is good on the post-punk new wave thing. I think we're done. <laughs> you know? Don't need any more. I think it's over. Um, we got what we needed. You know? Uh, it's just like, yeah, like, you can only do it so much. Like, how many fucking versions of this same song are they are they going to make? Are other bands going to make? Are, you know, like, the entire genre is just a fucking house of cards, dude. Yeah, I'm ready to sell all my synthesizers. <laughs> right? I'm yeah. done with it. Get some G's. Get some Dude. hands. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what is your Kurt Cobain repeat offender award, Ed? Oh, mine's is um, balancing timestamp twenty seconds in. I like this song is kind of funny because it really captures how not an experienced musician he is. Like he it says in interviews, he said it before. Like he has no idea what he's doing. That's why he picked up synthesizers because you don't need musical talent to like make a synthesizer one note sound pretty so the whole song just kind of like has the same lyrics repeating itself over and over again and then the it's only like a two chord punk song with like it's like a it's just it's really plain really simple except the synthesizer to make it sound interesting Balancing. Balancing. And he repeats, the, <laughs> he repeats that same phrase over and over again. Yeah. And going back to uh, what you just said, Sarah, like this is very Joy Division to me. You know, we're fresh off of the like listening for the pod, the like genesis of post-punk, you know, mm -hmm. with Joy Division. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can hear it all the way up into this generation of music. Like it's again, we can only take this so much far. Or, yeah, exactly. Only take it so far. <laughs> yeah, you can only take this so much far. So much far. <laughs> Sounding like a black marble lyric over here, dude. Yeah. So much far. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I like two chord songs. Like, I like that. You know, it's not a long five minute track. It's right up my alley. It's a cool song, but yeah, the repetitive balancing, balancing thing just kind of does lean off of like the he's an amateur. He's just kind of fucking around. This is an EP. So he's not really given that much like thought to it. And I think for um, a you know, simple song, you don't really need 
complex lyrics. I think that's fine. I think that's that's a that's a fine song. Which pisses me off because son of a bitch did it and he he pulled it off. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Fucker. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> Is well, he, I wonder if he's rich. I know. Oh, uh, Cyrus I can imagine. I were talking about this off pod, but yeah, I wonder if he if you grew up uh, a little privileged. I mean, to have oh. synthesizers, they're not cheap. I tell you what, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you got sense, all right, check yourself. <laughs> I, remember, I asked, I I actually asked him what he did for a living, by the way. And he oh, told yeah. Me, yeah, he does like, he does the whole advertising thing again. He like sets up websites for like fancy oh, Fortune 400 um, companies and shit like that. He just, Whoa. he does the networking and for them and whole logistics crap. He was the guy behind Just Do It for now. Yeah. <laughs> no way. He's like, just do it. Just no. press yeah. record. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. He was the guy that did the milk on the mustache thing back in the day. He, dude. He, yeah, oh you know, God. got milk. That's yeah. him. <laughs> I, I, could, the I, guy. I, I could be wrong because I, I was drinking a lot back then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, from what from what I was reading. He told me uh, he was crisp, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you never actually met him. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Why not? <laughs> you buying bubble. <laughs> whatever. I talked to the t-shirt salesman. He said he was the singer. Um all right. My Kirk Cobain repeat offender award goes to somewhere. Mm. Somewhere at 450. Now, this is a song that really does like repeat the verse and then the chorus and then the verse and then the chorus and the outro is just like the chorus over and over again so i think this was the most egregious like lyrical repeat offender award for me and i think like for a lot of the genre i think it's fine to repeat like stanzas you know like to take an entire like lyric and just kind of like copy paste i think that's okay because like i don't think that's what the lyrics are for in this type of like music but yeah i just got to a point where i would just i listened to this song like two or three times like throughout the listen and near the end i was like god damn it like you know just cut it off like just fucking stop the song <laughs> at two minutes like jesus I literally I'm, I'm i'm calling this at like four minutes and like 50 seconds so like oh man it's yeah. a lot it's a lot of of the lyrics that are the exact same so it's like it's un, it's unnecessary and I think that um, self-editing is something that musicians need to start doing more. You know, having full creative control, that's great. But I think at this, you know, for the sake of the listener, keep it short, go back to balancing and like find a good balance yeah. in between. <laughs> we right? know you better than yourself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like let us, the fans, be in control. Exactly. that's that's it that's the entire song yeah truly like <laughs> i it's funny i mean it's a good song i like 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 once again like the driving like you know sequ sequence or bass in the background you know like it's it's a good song he does instrumentals 
pretty well when it comes to like his music, like behind his singing and stuff. But I just so egregious, you know, that chorus is like peppered in through the entire six minute song. So I would say like a short, small estimate. He probably says that line. I read that song somewhere 40 times during that song, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, All right. So what is your uh, Kurt Cobain or Peter Fender award, Sarah? So we already listened to it, but it was um, feels and mm-hmm. um, that's the, I have a radio show one and the timestamp was at 2:48 to show you guys that by the end of the song he's still saying that he has a radio show and it's like <laughs> we heard you the first time dude like we know you have a radio show you're not special everyone has a radio show these days like <laughs> i yeah. get it okay <laughs> and then that's also not the only lyric that he repeats and it's like it, it reminds me of like a, somebody who's like isn't being heard in a conversation and they're like uh, i have a radio show yeah, I, I have a radio show. <laughs> I, I used to have a radio show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the other people so, are just like, man, if I could only like, like have a connect to a radio show. You know, yeah, I have a radio so show. Cool. Wow, never heard of that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was mine. I used to have a radio show, but not. Uh, Ed, did you ever ask him if he used to have a radio show? <laughs> like, is it even true? Yeah. <laughs> He's so vague. Is it even true? <laughs> I don't know. He's like, the, it's all over the interpretation. Next yeah. Time next time I'll ask. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So now um, we have finished all of these small awards, all the ones that we give away just for the the crowd to, you know, as they're getting drinks, sitting down during the awards and kind of like casually strolling their phone. This is where they turn their phone off. We put them in a little silver bag. We take yeah, them up front. Exactly. Is, it gets serious, okay? Because we are now looking and finding the most skippable song in Black Marble's discography. Now, the, the stakes are high, okay? Because we're taking yeah. the songs that we have here, we're putting them on a shuttle, and where are they going, Sarah? Diner in space. They're going to a diner in space. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They're going to a diner in fucking space away from Was here. Was that not the right yes. answer? Well, well, because usually they go to Mars, but guess what, dude? Right next door, they got a diner. Yeah, right That's where they're going. Door. The diner is on Mars. On Mars? not say where in space. It could be anywhere. Yeah, Matt Damon's the Martian. we're in space. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Damon, the Martian. The he, he made a Denny's up there, dude. <laughs> yeah, damn it. I should have done that. <laughs> So yeah, but this yeah, is a song dude. that goes out to um, just no. This is an award that goes out to a song that you do not want them to ever play live. You have all of those records there, Ed. You're gonna promise to scratch this one out of of the vinyl. Okay, <laughs> oh. you, you, you have to promise. This is serious. <laughs> um, and of course, yeah, they're going to fucking Mars. So um, Ed, you're gonna go last because of course uh, you're a super fan, and we want you to hear all of our terrible opinions first. All right. Like, all can right. I just go first, please? You want to go first, Sarah? Okay, hell yeah. Yes. Sarah, you're first. <laughs> I just got to get this out. Uh, okay, so my most skippable was Frisk. 
Tharian. Was Frizz. Oh my god. I guess we can't go to the same Black Marvel concert because we I don't want to hear that and you're gonna wanna hear it. Oh my and god. Maybe, honestly, maybe when a new album is coming. Yeah, we can both go new disappointed. Songs. Yeah. Both yeah. so disappointed, yeah. So I just hate how he says I think it's following the road. He's like following the road. And I'm just like, it's so like I don't know. I just, I can't, I couldn't stand it. And then, you know, Ed, you were saying like, <laughs> it feels like when you're young and like, you're just like having a good time and stuff. Well, maybe I just never had a good time. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> maybe I just don't know. I don't, I don't know what that feels like. So maybe that's why, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I see Ed rocking out over there. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I when when he said that line, Sarah, I saw you cringe and I saw Ed bob along and like say the line, like, oh mm -hmm. man, two different. And I know Geo said it was cute, cute when he does that. It's it not is. cute. <laughs> not okay. cute to me. Okay. Well, <laughs> not yeah. cute to me at least. <laughs> Dang, but, you know. controversial. I love it. Sorry. I just wanted to get that out of the way so that by the time, you know, this show ends, I'll forget that I said Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> I Dang. forgot. That was good. That was that was a good I mean, you know, if if you don't like the way he sings, what can you do, right? That I taste I just really like the moodiness and stuff, you know, like I like darker, like creepier stuff and I don't want to be happy. No. I'm yeah, not that, happy, dude. but you know, I Tim just, Burton it didn't only. Feel to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right josh what is, out of the way <laughs> you want to go next josh yeah um so my most skippable song uh goes to something where i did the bite size approach i i took a little bit of a break and i was like okay i'm gonna re-listen to this song and i still just was like this is black marble being black marble and for that reason it is skippable to me not that even that it's a terrible song i'm just like okay i've heard this song a lot already you know and um uh, we already mentioned it but i've got somewhere and oh. again it, it, it's it's how long did you say that long boy 604 also long boy uh my nickname yeah uh, so <laughs> long boy josh <laughs> If I was like a Black Marble fan and this came out while I was like anticipating it, I feel like I'd be let down. I'd be like, that this sounds... is kind of just more of the same. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I'm going to skip somewhere. Okay. Okay. What do you think? What do you, how do you feel about that, Ed? Would I you mean, skip I, somewhere? I, the beginning's slow as shit, so I skip it too, personally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to get onto the bangers. And exactly. Yeah. He, he actually has a radio edit version of that song where it actually 
takes out the beginning so it just oh, goes okay. straight into like the right it turns the six six what is it six minutes? 604 yeah. yeah it turns into a four minute song which is more palatable yeah see yeah um, Why couldn't he have just pulled the trigger and done that on the on the, on the studio yeah, yeah. <laughs> make, make the six minute version of like small run seven inch for all the nerds on discogs you know <laughs> right like it's a special edit of the song that's the 12 inch single yeah, yeah. the 12 inch single the 10 inch yeah um i mean i think that it's a note for songwriters out there right i mean i said earlier edit yourself edit down a little bit right and also people don't realize that like the listener is so fickle like the listener if i don't like the way that the keyboard sounds in the first second I'm gonna skip it. <laughs> like I'm gonna skip. I'm a straight skip it. And that's not because I don't, you know, like I have no respect for the band. It's just like I don't like the tone, and I just immediately I'm like, no thanks, and I just skip. So I don't skip the whole thing, but I'll like jump in between the songs. So like I'll go like 30 seconds in. If it doesn't sound good, then I'll go even further, and then I'm like, okay, <laughs> if I don't land on a part that sounds like it's worth listening to, then I'm just like uh, on to the next yeah i try <laughs> you're a lot kinder than i am uh, i'm truly like if if it's just like a little bit like if there's a pause in the beginning or like an inner like an interlude that you can't skip like oh man like just forever gonna skip that song like just yeah i can't do it it's like so, oh at at a minute 30 seconds it drops and like then it's you know what i mean it's like yeah Dude, what are you talking about i'm gone like, by a minute like second two you know like yeah. fuck that um oh shit okay so Am I next? I'm next, next. right? Yeah. I, I got it. I mean, this is, I found the most skippable song. Oh, wow. There's, there's no, there's no debating here. This is egregious. This is offensive. Oh. This made me furious in, <laughs> in a way that I haven't felt in a, in a long time listening. And it was more just for the fact that like he is, he's choosing to butcher a, a holiday classic. They do a cover of all I want for Christmas is you. Uh. And it is God awful, dude. Like there is no Christmas in this song at all. And it's just such like a weird, like, I don't know who, like I, maybe it's for like a positive, they were on like a compilation or something. I'm not doing the research. I don't give a shit, <laughs> right? I think he was just bored, honestly, during COVID. And just, then even worse, <laughs> yeah, like, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, at boy. least do like a Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas. Not time even last can, Christmas. <laughs> he can repeat fucking a million times. Like he has to do all he want for Christmas is you, a song sung by Mariah Carey. Who can sing? Uh, he can't. Okay, sorry. I know he's, he's <laughs> okay. he can't. He is offended. Song. Offended. Just like un. Is that your favorite so Christmas unnecessary. Song? <laughs> Not my favorite, but I mean, she is the queen of Christmas. But also, oh what? Queen of Christmas. George Michael's the queen of Christmas. <laughs> 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 Christmas yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's so many covers that he could have done that would have like better fit the voice that he has and the tone of the band. And all I want for Christmas is you is just not the fucking, you know, not the one. Hit it. Let's hit it. Does it sound creepy? I need to hear. Let's hear it. <laughs> Just want you for my love More than you could ever 
I'm getting some cool imagery listening to that though. Like, not gonna yeah. lie. Like that, he's like, like riding a horse in the desert. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's what Santa's listening. Santa like actually lives like on the moon or something, and he's yeah. listening to that. Christmas as in him space. And the reindeer are taking off <laughs> to go. To the <laughs> Dropping presents off at the diner. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. I, it's just not a good cover. Like it just doesn't hit the same it there's no like christmas in that there's like a galloping horse right that's i mean that's it's kind of i could say maybe a reindeer sound but like it just sounds fucking like like a like it belongs in like the labyrinth or something like it, it doesn't feel like christmas no. to me yeah. like if you're it making does not a, belong in the labyrinth <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're making a song that that is so separated from the source material like that just say it's another song like if you like i never ever would have guessed that that was mariah carey until he's saying you know like mm -hmm. could have done it as uh, i don't know baby you shark make like your a, own christmas song for whom the bell <laughs> or whatever not yeah not like the, that, bell, yeah. the bells or whatever or silver uh, what bells child is this? yeah <laughs> silent Crossing night more like it huh yeah oh god yeah i'd rather it would have been a silent night in the studio when he recorded yeah, exactly that <laughs> Jesus. Damn. Um, okay, so that is all of our skippable songs. Ed, what is your most skippable song that you My found? Most skippable song. This is a song. I actually said something different. I'm gonna say something else. Um, nice. It's uh interdiction, the first track off of immaterial. Um, it's an instrumental track, and mm -hmm. I skip this one a lot because it's just chaos and like yeah. interviews, like he says that. He's trying to capture like the Desu ex machina and synthesizers. Like there's like he mentions there's a woman screaming in it. Like he wants yeah. to be very artsy about it. Like and it's an art piece, but you know, he wants people to listen to it. Like he it's a form of expression, but it's just pure fucking chaos. I wanna skip it all the time. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's it's funny too, because it's a minute long noise track. It's That's so skippable. Yeah, it's inherently skippable. Yeah. <laughs> 100 percent I, I i was gonna say like the other thing about this is like as good as he is at instrumentals like in his like singing voice like when he's like when he he's able to make music i think other than the track that you pulled sarah his other instrumentals are fucking whack bro <laughs> yeah. they're whack and they're like filler i think a lot of the time the truth comes out <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so let's do a little bit of an interdiction That's whack, dude. It just sounds like, like he won like a lot of coins in the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just won a big fucking he jackpot right now. <laughs> his trust fund coming out. <laughs> it sounds like he's high in his studio, just like, yeah, man, this sounds he's fucking like, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And dude, Ed, I know that you have like experience with synthesizers. Yeah. Like, dude, he's no, in that ar arpeggiator. 
the ring mod. Yeah. Like, get out of here with this. He's like, not doing anything special. He's not no, doing anything. He's really not, uh, dude. Yeah. I don't do music, and that's what it sounds like when Josh wants to jam with me. No, when I play, not oh, when Josh yeah. plays. <laughs> sure, sure. <I> like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, like, I don't know. And when I first heard that track, I was like, okay, like he, this is the intro into like a new sound or he's going to like, I I thought it's immaterial, which is a good album. But like, after hearing that, I was like, okay, he's going to venture off and do some other stuff. But he like just threw the one arpeggio like song with delay on it and was like, Hey guys, good enough for me. Good enough for you. (laughs) Your girl screaming. That's going to, intro my second album yeah what a fucking <laughs> dummy dude straight this is up what, this is what total creative control gets you yeah <laughs> yeah exactly please get an editor i think he i think he was big-headed because um prior to that um his ep song uh pretender was on a gucci commercial so he had like oh, he had that like you know i could do whatever i want i have you know i i'm, I'm working with gucci yeah. yeah that's up, here dude. yeah <laughs> damn i mean okay I, I i would say that we definitely have some skippable songs worthy of the diner in space i think yeah dude i think so yeah, um waitress this is gonna be for here yeah check please the waitress with the gray eyeliner yeah <laughs> it, it, it's it's juju bone working the yeah. fucking job yeah. over there yeah, dude. <laughs> flipping burgers yeah on freaking mars <laughs> wow i i would say these are all extremely skippable songs i mean i know you're gonna yeah. have a contention with uh with frisk um ed and you you, you can you, you can pull the parachute you could save that one <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like call and frisk. It's like you hate it or you don't like it. Like right. I'm but like, the rest. Maybe once I go have some fun this summer, if I listen to it, then I'll feel like maybe I'll feel like I like it. I'll give it another right. try. That is a great point. Before we get to the final question, Sarah, like if this song is like you're having a barbecue, the four of us are like, you know, having some uh, vegan hot dogs or something on the, mm-hmm. in the middle of July and Ed throws on his like vinyl of um, a larger than what's it called? Bigger than life. <laughs> Bigger than, than life. life. I'm going to have a great time. This mm-hmm. on the background while I'm hanging out with my friends, have some beers. Yeah. But like if I'm sitting down and like actually taking it like objectively, I'm yeah yeah i mean it's a difference between like if you're forced to listen to this at like an interrogation you know like if this is a guantanamo bay and they're making you listen to their discography like it is going to be a nightmare because (laughs) there is like a sameness to it all but like you said like if you're if this is lo-fi beats to do homework to (laughs) then yeah you can easily fucking tune out to like his lyrics and just kind of like enjoy the cascading synthesizers and like the way that all kind of sounds very similar, you know, like that warm yeah. tape sound. I mean, it's good in that way, but I feel, it's I feel like if you just add in some, uh, like pick, you know, pick any of our top bops or whatever, add a couple, add all those to your playlist, shuffle it, and then you'll be good, you know, like five songs mixed in like a big playlist that sounds good but like all together all at once it's just it is a lot it it was like almost like 
overwhelming for me not even and I'm like it's not even bad like I don't know it's just like so you know it made me think about the title too like black marble of all the marbles you know marbles are so freaking cool looking and have like cool little patterns and different colors you know he picked black marble to call you know to title the band it's like the solid the same static marble you know so Mm. I feel like you know and even the first album don't remember what it was called but um different even has this different arrangement I don't feel like there was like much of a different arrangement in the album (laughs) and like I feel like he even has a song called static and that's like that's how I would describe describe black marble but you know it's 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 good I just (laughs) You know, like, I'm not going to binge it. So, okay, let's get to the final question. Is Black Marble as a whole skippable? Their entire discography. Now, this is tough. This this is very tough. tough. Can I I go first? Is that okay? Here's my issue with Black Marble. I, when I first listened to them, I really, really liked them. And then I did this. And I don't know if I ever want to go back, like, I really, I really don't know. I, I'm going to say don't skip if, if post-punk is like your thing, if you're into like the new wavy style, but no, yeah, skip. They're skippable. There's so many, there's so many other bands that they are like that sound just like them or like similar. You could get away with never listening to them and like complete your, you know, entire like emotional roller coaster with post-punk you will never have to encounter them and it won't change your life if you you know like if this isn't your first then it it doesn't matter like if you're josh i mean you know this is not a a band that is essential and i wouldn't ever say this is essential but if you're like ed where you find it and it like you know this leads you into a world of post-punk and of that like type of music then yeah, of course, like you're gonna have an emotional tie. And I did, but now that I like kind of step back, I'm gonna skip it, dude. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you in that. I'm gonna throw a stipulation onto this one. Uh I'm I'm new to the band. Um I definitely like post-punk as the as a genre, you know. Um, but definitely those later albums, I wasn't really feeling too much. So my stipulation is I'm going to keep a different arrangement and it's immaterial, but everything else I'd say you, you're chill in totally skipping. It's valid. hundred percent. What do you say? Um, it's the same. It's the same for me. Um, I honestly would like, I had, I added, two songs to my playlist and I feel like if after like listening to the whole discography like if that's all that I felt like I wanted to add like you know I just didn't want to add more of the other songs because I didn't want to have music in my playlist that kept sounding like redundant you know like I like to keep it like mixed up and stuff and like a few songs sounding good but I would be listening and I'd be like wow this song is good but it does sound really similar to that other one. I'm like, this song is good. So it's like, what's the point in adding the other songs if like they all sound so similar? And then the lyrics, like I can't even like totally resonate with necessarily because I don't, you know, whatever. I guess he released them. But, you know, just for me, like I really think that having a couple of the songs on your playlist, it's great to like have in there. I think everybody feels like 
you know, the energy that's in his music, like everybody feels like that sometimes, like is very melancholy. I like that he um, he's a do-it-yourself person. But, you know, when I was growing up, my favorite band was the Gorillas, and they released so much shitty music. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they really did. But that's like <laughs> one of the things that I liked about Damon Albarn in general is that he's like so creative and like he's willing to get out there and like make shit and like, you know, just like get his ideas out there. Like he hated Trump. And so he was like, I'm not coming to the U.S., you know, to do a tour while Trump's in the office or whatever. And, you know, he posted that. And like, I just feel like where's black marbles kind of like he just create i'm not gonna like open up to you guys i don't i was at a trump thing and i recorded this but i'm not sharing my political views it's like why not share your political views like which side are you afraid of offending that just seems like Mm. you know like that just seems like weird and then also if those are your views like i feel like you should be willing to like stand up for them too so as a whole like he has some good songs. He seems like he's a very like like really good at what he does. I'd say it's worth like listening to, you know, any of the top ops that we picked. But overall, like yeah, I'm it's gonna be a skip for me too. Ooh. All right, Ed. What do you, what do you say? Believe it or not, there's it's definitely into a skip. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Boom, boom, boom. I like Black Marvel. I'm a huge fan of Black Marvel for these reasons. It's like if you appreciate synthesizers and you understand how they work with MIDI and whatnot, like Black Marble is the band for you. Like he pushes the boundaries of what you could do with all these synthesizers. So it's like his whole project is just like a giant love letter to synthesis. And uh, but like musically wise, his lyrics are simple. You can't understand what the fuck he's saying. He has no political stance. He's just a guy making this music by himself, and he understands how to make a song like um, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro. And it's just yeah. basic song writing um, structures. Um, if you were to get into Black Marble, though, it would have to be immaterial. Like, um, that's the only album that really stands out. I feel like he took mm-hmm. his time writing that one. If if you guys didn't know that that album's a um, it's a story album. It's a story um LP. Like, there's a constant motif going on. It's a concept lyrics. album, really. It's a concept album. Yeah, it's about the whole album is just about being a kid next door to like. And you have a you you have a crush on the girl next door. Basically, it's just mm-hmm. about coming of age with that whole adolescence youth, like I mentioned before. But overall, like uh, bigger than life sucked. Like, <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> Man, I'm really glad that you're 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 open like this, Ed. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is yeah. this is kind of blowing my mind. Um, fast <laughs> idols. He wrote that during COVID. He didn't. I felt like he didn't put no attention and all that stuff. And like he was just rushing an album out. Um, like also with um the Mariah. Um, oh yeah, the cover. The cover. If that was just a joke, like if it's a joke song they released, why? Like you're you have a reputation behind you. Like <laughs> yes, you know <laughs> yes. Don't, and don't. it's not a funny joke either. Yeah, it's not. It's a <laughs> it's it wasn't very joke. funny. I should have done yeah, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. If it was or even make up joke. your own silly like Christmas song. Like you could totally do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it would um, be pretty easy. Christmas in COVID. 
<laughs> the first two albums definitely they're the first album like listen to it as like man if you just want like relax lose your mind understand like floating in space with all the senses it's just a giant song like we mentioned before mm-hmm. you know then the next album concept and the other two albums crap but <laughs> so there you go dude i wow. mean but, but to to each their own i guess that's how i take it right you know, he could have done better <laughs> yeah i really think I was going to say, too, like, I would definitely throw this on in the background, like, if I'm not feeling like listening to classical music, like, while I'm doing my homework, since I can't, like, listen to, like, lyrics and focus, because then I'm going to start, like, wanting to sing along and dance. Like, I feel like Black Marble is pretty good, too, because, you know, the lyrics are very, like, obscured, and, like, it's very instrumentally, instrumental, and, like, musically, like, it's very pleasing to listen to. So if you just need something going on in the background, it's, I think it's nice. Yeah. Agreed. For all the students out there. Yeah. Also, also <laughs> if, <laughs> if uh, also I'm I'm like ripping in and, and shit, but I'm actually like I'm a huge fan. Like I love Black Marble. Right. I have I have a poster of Black Marble in my <laughs> out there. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, super fans have honest opinions, and you know, like you you've spent enough time thinking about the band to form a very concise opinion on it, and it's not like you're wrong. It's just that you know you have eyes and you have ears and you're able to make your own decisions you know like he's his own guy and i'm sure he could explain but he doesn't want to explain you know so we we get to interpret you're being really good and objective right now it (laughs) it hasn't always been that way on the pod Uh, yeah shout shout out turtle shout out Um, but yeah so it's nice that we can find some common ground on that oh yeah Yeah. the only advice i have for him like don't play songs that people don't fucking know. Yeah. It was a sold out show for choir boy and cold. Tag King. him in it this. Everywhere. <laughs> don't me fuck. It was like a full house and you just. It like, was songs. You have no idea what the fuck they are. Right? Yeah. It was Black That's Marble fun. and choir boy. And he did songs. No one knew. Yeah. And cold cave. Hey, man. He Not even one up. song. Screw That's the pooch, Chris. Up. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up but yeah ed thank you so much for bringing black yeah. marble uh they're like this is probably the most interesting like shift in like how i felt about a band i think this is this entire podcast where like i came in 100 thinking like i'm gonna love this this is gonna be great i'm so excited to listen and then just feeling like like i don't know like just like gaslit or something i just felt like i was go- i was going crazy or something <laughs> that's on brand for him it sounds you know yeah but uh yeah like psychologically this is a very challenging band like there, there's something else there's under under the cover stuff happening like you know above my head type shit um so thank you so much for, for bringing this to the the pod man yeah, yeah thank you no so problem. much for coming on ed yeah i had a blast so uh yeah the osaka yeah. milk bar uh you said you have a couple shows coming up or where can our listeners find you? Um, you could follow me on Instagram. It's just Osaka Milk Bar. There um, you go. Um, don't DM me to play because I will ignore you. Like, oh yeah, special you know? curation only, guys. That's right. Special curation. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to book your band that you're playing at DVA for three nights <sighs> like over and over again. <laughs> Got him. I'm, so- oh, I'm sorry. Ed. That's where. That's where bands go to die. <laughs> that wine bar dude oh, that wine okay. bar <laughs> I, re- I really hate that place but yeah um bar. no I, i'm i'm just fucking yeah dba <laughs> for death by admission 
Got him, dude. There you go. Got it. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, don't DM him unless you're fucking yeah. Black Marvel just, himself, dude. Just get uh, good, and then maybe you'll get considered. All exactly. Right? No, <laughs> come, come, come talk to me in person. I don't like t- doing networking online. That's the one other thing I like about Black Marvel, too. Like, he's he's a networking master, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he does. Like, he, there's like four Reddit AMAs. Yeah. There's like a whole bunch, yeah, of him just like chilling and talking with the, his fans. And even that's like cool. Yeah. Even cool. when when he was like um coming like when he was starting Black Marvel 2, like how he got the Gucci commercial, like how much he had to network to get to uh, get that, which is like damn man, the man hustled. He's a grinder, got on, dude. Got on Harley Art, which is like a new sister label at the time for um sub pop. Like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sold them on like an you sold them, you sold them like what two songs and they took it. So Baller move, radio show, yeah. courageous, yeah, dude. And so hopefully, hopefully, Black Marble can can play the next Osaka Milk Bar show. We'll we'll yeah. get that happening. Yeah, and please check out Marble. Osaka Milk Bar. <laughs> yeah, it's a great time. Like I know we were joking, but it's like such a like nice, welcoming, and like great vibe over there. Yeah, just for uh, real. Just pick up your bottles, please. <laughs> pick up your bottles. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The recycling was right there too. Like <laughs> it, I don't know true crush your cans too yeah <laughs> stay to neuter your pets dude <laughs> well all right, your thank own you. snack thank you so much ed well no buy snacks there they they got they got oh. plenty of food vendors there sometimes oh, yeah, okay never mind ignore vegan cookies vegan yes. cupcakes so uh yeah everybody thank you so much for listening thank you so much ed for coming on to the world out there do not let us keep you by bye 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 bye